Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Thursday the 11th of July. Coming up, Disney criticised again over Spider-Man grave decision. It's got nothing to do with not being associated with death. That's nonsense. Disney now owns Star Wars. It owns Marvel. You know, the franchise where millions of people die with the snap of a finger. Tory leadership hopefuls coming to Kent. I think the major policy issue is undoubtedly Brexit and they will be setting out their different proposals for departing the EU by the new deadline of October the 31st. And woman sentenced for running illegal waste site. We're very proud of our countryside and it's not fair to farmers who have to clear it from their land. It's not... Uh, fair to all of us who want to enjoy the countryside. Kent Online News. First today, health bosses have admitted they didn't get it right when treating a four-year-old girl who died from sepsis after being taken to a Kent hospital. Ish has the details. Kessie Thomas was rushed to Darrant Valley in Dartford in April 2017 with a high temperature and suffering seizures, but she was given Calpol and Ibuprofen and sent home. She was taken back the next day when her condition didn't improve. Just two hours after arriving at the hospital she had a heart attack and later died her parents say if she'd been kept in overnight and monitored properly she would still be here today darford and gravesham nhs trust have since carried out a serious incident investigation and found staff failed to follow official guidelines that would have helped them diagnose sepsis they've apologized to kessie's mum and dad and say actions being taken to try and stop anything like it happening again It includes more training for medical staff to help them diagnose and treat sepsis. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, there's more criticism for Disney after they turned down a request from a Kent family to use an image of Spider-Man on the gravestone of a four-year-old boy. More than 12,000 people have now signed a petition calling on the film giant to reconsider. Ollie Jones from Maidstone was a big fan of the superhero and passed away in December from a rare genetic disease. Disney say they don't want to be associated with death. The KM's film critic Mike Shaw isn't impressed. To play bureaucrats over something so emotive isn't a good look for any company, but especially not one that claims to exist in order to bring the light to the lives of children. I'm certain that they would have had internal conversations where they used the phrase, if we do it for Ollie Jones and his family, we'll have to do it for everyone. And that's true from their perspective, but it doesn't make it any less callous. So what if they have to allow other parents to mourn their children using Marvel characters? Who exactly is that hurting? Disney's statement reads like a corporate press release. It doesn't sound to me like someone referencing the tragic death of a four-year-old child. It's got nothing to do with not being associated with death. That's nonsense. Disney now owns Star Wars. It owns Marvel. You know, the franchise where millions of people die with the snap of a finger. This is all about protecting copyrights. The damage has been done to Disney, and from the family's point of view, I think continuing the fight will just lead to more heartbreak. I expect Disney is worried that thousands of other families will take it as a green light to do something similar. Even if that is the case, so what? It's not going to cost them anything, and they might help grieving people feel slightly less heartbroken. I can't imagine how awful it must be to lose a child. And if Disney can do something, anything, to make that process a little easier to deal with, it astounds me that they won't do it.
A company of this size flexing its muscles in such a petty way over a very local personal issue is unlike anything I've seen. There'll be isolated incidents of parents choosing not to give their money to Disney anymore, but it won't make a difference. The company will donate money to a relevant charity and the story will go away. The only long-lasting effect will be the additional hurt inflicted on Ollie's family. It really is an awful situation and it says a hell of a lot about what Disney has become in 2019. Kent Online News. A prisoner's been taken to hospital after being attacked with an improvised weapon at a Kent jail. Police are investigating what happened at HMP Swaleside on the Isle of Sheppey yesterday evening. The inmate has been treated for a facial injury and is now back in prison. A court's heard how a man dumped his friend's dead body outside a flat in Margate instead of calling 999. Justin Lovett admitted moving Kevin Sampson after he died during a drugs binge in February last year. The 47-year-old from Addington Road has been given a nine-month suspended prison sentence for perverting the course of justice. Two men wearing balaclavas and thought to be armed with machete have broken into a house near Sevenoaks. The property on Washneys Road was empty at the time and they made off with jewellery. Investigators are going through CCTV and have been carrying out forensic tests at the scene. Now, the two men battling it out to become our next Prime Minister will be holding a hustings in Kent later. Our political editor Paul Francis will be going along. I caught up with him earlier. So can you tell me a bit about what's actually happening tonight, first of all? Well, the two contenders for the leadership, Jeremy Hunt and Boris Johnson, are coming to, to a hustings event in Maidstone this evening where they'll be quizzed by party activists and members about their policies and programmes. And we've obviously heard a lot about these hustings events happening over the last few weeks. What exactly is the aim of them? What will Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt be looking to tell people? Well, one of the criticisms made of the decision to appoint Theresa May as Prime Minister was that activists didn't really have a chance to quiz her and uh, ask her what her policies and commitments were. So this time the Conservative Party has organised a whole series of hustings meetings right across the country where Conservative members will get that opportunity. And what sort of things can we expect to hear from Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt tonight? Obviously, they've been quite vocal about their policies. What kind of things are you expecting? Well, I think the major uh, policy issue is undoubtedly Brexit, uh, and they will be setting out their different uh, proposals for departing the EU by the new deadline of October the 31st. Now, that has dominated most of the debate throughout this campaign, But there are a number of domestic issues where they have differences, particularly on issues around health, education, transport. So those two may get a a discussion going too. And obviously Brexit is a big issue for Kent in particular with Operation Brock and the M20 and obviously Dover. Do you think that some people might have some specific questions about that to give to Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt? Yes, one one of the key issues for Kent obviously is Brexit, but not just the policy but the practical implications of departing the EU uh, possibly without a deal what they call the cliff edge option uh, and that could invoke lots of these uh, contingency plans that we uh, know about uh, concerning that possibility and obviously they will be questioned about the practical implications on Kent as the gateway to Europe and the obvious issue around the transport uh, 
impact. Kent Online reports. It's been revealed more than 50 children with learning difficulties were groomed by gangs in Kent last year. Figures show the number of youngsters with an education healthcare plan suspected of being involved with gangs has gone up by around five times in two years. A Faversham woman who helped run an illegal waste site has avoided being sent straight to jail. Despite not having a permit, Billy Mete used machinery to treat more than 800 lorry loads of waste, which had been dumped at Thurwell Farm between 2014 and 2016. The 27-year-old's been found guilty of breaching environmental law, along with her dad and sister. She's been given a six-week suspended prison sentence. Roger Truelove is leader of Swale Borough Council. He's told us it's vital to protect our green spaces. We're worried about more and more dumping in the countryside. We're we're very proud of our countryside. It's a great asset to um, us in Swale and increasingly people are dumping waste. It's not fair on the landowners. It's not fair on the local community. Um, it's, It's something that, you know, we really must discourage. And whilst I can't comment on any particular case, uh, we, we do need to ensure that there is proper punishment through the courts, otherwise it will continue. There's a lot of concern that the County Council is now charging for the dumping of waste uh, and that that is actually giving people incentive to dump on farmers' land. Incredibly sympathetic to the farmers who quite often have to clear waste that's been dumped on their land as, as their responsibility, when of course they're not responsible at all. And then when it's dumped on the side of the road, well, that's an extra expense for the county council. So it could be, it could be that a good idea to take away that charge, but I, I still think it's going to happen. And, and some people give their waste to these people who are going to do this uh, and, and don't ask any questions about where it's going, and they should do. It is a serious offence. It's an offence against all of us. It's an offence against our countryside. It's an offence against the landowners. It's an offence against the local highways authority. It's a serious offence. And they know it when they do it. And there should be uh, proper consequences for it. It's a serious crime. We've had lots of reports of increasing dumping in the countryside. A lot of people feel it is the KCC's fault for charging for dumping. We had, we had plenty of dumping before, but it's, it's become a serious rural crime. Um, and it's, it's the responsibility of the county council, but on the borough council we are seriously concerned about it. Kent Online News. A young offenders institution in Kent is going to be turned into Britain's first secure school. Medway Secure Training Centre in Rochester will be closed and reopened in September 2020 following a £20 million revamp. It will have 64 places for boys and girls aged between 12 and 17 who are either sentenced to custody or held on remand with a strong focus on rehabilitation. An ambulance has been delayed on its way to an emergency near Dartford because of fly tipping. A 73-year-old man collapsed at a bus stop in Greenhithe, but paramedics took more than an hour to get there because a street was blocked by rubbish. The man who's now recovering has described it as disgusting and despicable. A leading children's author says children shouldn't be branded failures if they don't achieve academically at school. Nick Butterworth spoke to Nicola at last night's Kent Literacy Awards. I'm a huge, huge fan of things like this because it 
rewards those people, at least it congratulates those people who put in so much work to promoting literacy uh, amongst children. It's a life skill and it's vitally important. But reading for pleasure, and especially reading for pleasure with parents when they're much younger, is hugely important as well. Your story seems to be as well particularly inspiring because you're not afraid to say you, you didn't enjoy school, you didn't particularly get on very well at school and you, you weren't a reader or a writer when you are at school, but look what you've got on to achieve. Well, it's, no one's more surprised than me and uh, I'm still a little bit surprised when you know something uh, good is said about my work. I'm still trying to uh, make something that I'm happy with. <laughs> but I was talking the other night to Michael Morpurgo, who's also published by the same publisher as me, HarperCollins, and um, it turns out we both failed the 11 plus way back, and uh, both of us carried the stigma of failure for many, many years. And it's taken a long time for the damage that that does, certainly to a child, to be eclipsed by uh, what happens later in life. And both he and I have had the important uh, sort of healing process of um, some of the things that we were not so good at at school turning out to be what we've had achievements in. But for a lot of other people they will carry that for the rest of their lives and so uh, I just want to be on the side of the children, providing opportunities giving them the resources they need How important do you think it is that, that, that children don't end up feeling stigmatised like that? Because I think there was a campaign launched this week to kind of scrap sats and things like that and it does put an awful lot of pressure on very young children doesn't it? Exams like that when they're at school Yeah, it absolutely does and uh, I understand the need to monitor schools and to make sure that uh, you know, the schools are serving the children well But I'm not sure that the powers that be are serving the schools well when they start to be so prescriptive about uh, how they should do their job. I think teachers are very conscientious. I think they're hugely inventive and and creative and they need the uh, space and the resources too to to do things that are right for their own schools and, to be honest, for themselves too. I think if a teacher is only putting into operation a plan, then it robs them of the satisfaction of taking the initiative and teachers will do much better when they are allowed to be creative themselves and they will produce creative children. And thankfully we heard an awful lot of very creative ideas from our schools tonight that must warm your heart to hear that those things are happening. And and what I find so heartening is that given the difficulties that people have in terms of lack of resources and funding, classrooms, uh, all the rest of it, people still go the extra mile. They go the extra three miles. They go the extra ten miles. <laughs> Teachers do after-school activities. They're not being paid for it. They go do weekend stuff. They, they just... They can't not. They say, I can do no other, you know, and uh, that is what they do. And uh, they need to be recognised and rewarded for it too.
And finally today, bosses hoping to build new film and TV studios in Ashford say they're in talks with 10 global entertainment brands, including Netflix and Amazon. Developers reckon work could start as early as next year on the multi-million pound scheme involving derelict engine sheds on the former railway works in Newtown Road. The planning application is due to be submitted in September and is also expected to include a 180-bedroom hotel, office space and apartments. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.